right. Welcome everybody to Bowery Boogie on Cap with Rebel Mouth. I want to give a special shout out to my friends over at Bowery Boogie. I'd be down with cool. So when they do that, they reach out to Bowery Boogie. I grew up in the Bronx. I came to the States in 
from SJK and Mike 171's generation, you know, the Wall Riders. You know the the Gasman well, that's, film, that's Roger your Gassman. generation, right? Yeah, right? but of yeah, course. Yeah. But, but I was, yeah. But uh, so so all those guys, all those guys were. I mean, my, you know, Washington Heights was was a hot spot. That, that's where the first Writers Corner was. And right. and eight in, in Autobahn. Yeah, eight hundred eighty Autobahn. Right. So so my cousin grew up over there. He, he lived on one hundred eighty fifth. His his dad was was my mother's favorite uncle. So we, we already had a, a real close family tie. We were about the same age. We, we you know, since we, we were like, he was like my, my, my other brother, right? So I, I, would, I would go and spend the weekends up there. As, as a teenager, I started traveling on my own up there. You know, I would take the train and, and stay for the weekend just because we, we were having, you know, we starting to smoke weed and we just, and, and just having a blast as kids. And, and so, he introduced me to the to these group. I started seeing all these names while I was up there. All these like writing on the wall. I was like, "What is that stuff?" He's like, "Oh yeah, graffiti." So so he introduced me to Snake and those guys, and they were a little bit older, right? And you know how, how like two years makes a huge difference when you're twelve and fourteen or something, right? So so they were like the big guys. So all those are the you know the older guys, and I really thought they would that that they were cool and that. They had like a certain style about them that that you didn't see in the Lower East Side, and you know when you're 12, you you, you like kind of want you're looking for an identity. You know what I mean? You like want to you want to you want to fit in somehow into some kind of group or something. And and that's what I saw. I, I saw myself as one of you know I wanted to be like those guys. I thought they were cool, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. They had this like certain swag, right? So. I remember. I mean, like I remember riding in uh, Spanky One Thirty Two was a little older than everybody else, and he had like an orange charger, you know, like a seventy one charger or something like that, a super B. And we'd be, I'd be riding in the back, going up and down the hills in the in the uh, of Washington Heights, Heights. just like having a blast, you know. And he's like, with the, you know, a, a souped up a charger, and and just that kind of stuff to a kid my age was like. Yo, these dudes are, are like the coolest motherfuckers on planet Earth. So, as a result, yeah, I, I, I you know, I started. I got a marker. I, I think I remember going down to Canal Street with a with with uh, Stit Stit Two. This guy who was another Washington. This guy Chunky, who another guy from up from up in the in the Heights, and we, we go to Pearl Paint, and I stole my first Niji. Oh, remember the Niji market? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I, you know, that, and then we, 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 back then we were doing slaps. We were doing the Avery stickers. So you could, you know, stickers go back a long time. Anyway, so I, so the whole thing, yeah. So, so meanwhile, I'm, I, I'm, you know, I grew up in the Lower East Side, and I, I lived down there, and there was no real, um, there was no like, like graffiti like that. You know, you didn't, you didn't see any tags in the, in. Uh, I mean, you saw some, some, you know, gang stuff, or like. Papo loves Maria or something like that, but you didn't see no text. So as a result, I, I you know, I started, I, I started writing with with uh, my friend Alvin, who, but I mean Snake as well. Did I lose any of you guys? No, we're here. You okay. all right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking for something. I'm looking for a charger. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, Dodge Charger, orange one. <laughs> with, the, with the black stripes. Anyway, yeah. and Krager, Krager Mags. So, 
So, um, right. So Alvin, so Alvin, uh, his we had nicknamed him Snake uh, around the same time as 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 uh, as I had I had been given the name Bomb. So I told him he had to write Snake Three because Snake Uptown was was not. <laughs> have you seen the Snake One and Two? You dig King of All Snakes tags? Yeah. So he, yeah. So he had to do three. So he became Snake Three, and he was my partner. And there was there was like no competition. Nobody was writing down there, and we started hitting the, all the pro, like the the projects on the on the FDR drive. The whole you know the projects on the FDR run from Smith houses, which is at the at the uh, the, bo- the 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 bottom of of the Brooklyn Bridge. The uh, Alfred E. Smith houses is at the Brooklyn Bridge, and it and the projects run all the way. To 14th Street, basically, where the Con Ed plant is. You know the big Con right. Ed over there? And then, yeah. So that's all projects. All projects all the way down. And the FDR, the FDR Park. And that was like that was like our internet. You know, if you hit that. This is, this is before we, we started going into the – I started going to the subways. So, so, I, so I, for about two years, we were just tagging maybe one maybe, – maybe, yeah, about two years. Or, or maybe no – 71, it's about a year and a half. We were just tagging the streets, doing that, and buses. We, we had people, a spot people, people don't realize that it, it takes time and effort just to get your signature out there. Two years is a pretty good time. Yeah, so or a year and a half. Yeah. By then, you sort of, you know, like people start noticing it, and you have, and you start seeing it all the time, and and then so so. Yeah. So yeah. So then, by by it, it, within that time, I, like I, I, I failed to mention that when when we first started writing in '71, um, two other guys popped up, and it was Mister Death and Man Maker, and you know back then it, it was cool to to have one let like a, a, a like Cool Cliff 120 where you put one C, a big C, and then the, the rest of the letters were smaller, Cool Cliff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, just, like Super Sly, right. Super Yeah, stride. Super Sly, Super Stuff. So all yeah. those guys had one letter, right? And then, and then yep. the, the, to, to shared the, the, the two words shared a single that capital letter. Single, correct. Right. So this guy, Man Maker, was, was his partner. And so, and there was only four of us at the, you know, after like a few months of me writing in, in the Lower East Side, and we seeked each other out because that's what graffiti artists do. It's like, oh shit, you know, we're the only guys in the neighborhood writing graffiti. We gotta meet these guys. So we, we finally did meet them, and they were cool dudes that were that spent a lot of time in Harlem, and that's how they got. They that's where they were importing it from, you know, or exporting it. So because because right. that's how graffiti worked. Is that you know somebody from another neighborhood saw that stuff and they bring it to their neighborhood and now they got like their buddies doing it and and that's how it that's how everything spreads that's how hip hop spread that's how every just everything you know like it's probably stickball everything that came from the street is is spread like one guy goes to another neighborhood and he brings it back to his neighborhood and now and and that's where we were we were at that at that phase where we were the first guys to, to come in from within within those two years, the two years that 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 um, that I mentioned, you know, where I'm hitting all the projects, all the blocks, the buses, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, a whole generation of of uh, 
writers had had sprung up you know some of them were, were, were members of gangs because the gangs were very strong in the early 70s right and some of them were just kids just they, they just wanted to do some something different you know but but by the but but by that by the time we started like taking it to the like kids from the, the lower east side started taking it to the trains it was the other thing is this les is not close to any trains no nope. like wash, washington <laughs> Except First Avenue, the F train, or 14th Street. Um, so you had to, from, from Avenue D, which is where I grew up, Jacob Reese Houses, you had to either, you had to go, you had to walk a bunch of blocks, right? And, you had and to go to Second sec- sec- Avenue. Yeah, right. So you're already, you're already, you're already out of the, out of the hood, right? Because that's not, that's not, it was all about, yeah. So, so that's, that was probably why it took those two years because now I was 14 and now I was like a little older and a little more independent. So I started taking the train more often, you know? And, uh, and that's when I, that's when I I was introduced to, to, to trains. And I think one of my first earliest partners on subway trains was another Lower East Side guy who uh, who was famous for at, 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 for throw ups in AFX two AFX two a Chinese American writer from correct from downtown yeah, he was he was my partner and we and, and and I did a lot of bombing with him and he took and he turned me on to like a lot of layups. He had he he's even though he started he probably started writing in seventy three, but he but, was. But he also had a partner by uh, Captain America. He, oh, that was later. He CA Captain America came from right. from from far Rockaway. But, right, but but um, uh, AFX was the kind of guy who would partner up with a lot of different people. You know, Correct. Like from all over the city. He was, he was writing with Comet for a while. I remember yeah, he, he brought Comet to the to the uh, to the Bowery layup, which was one of our home layups because it was like within walking distance to to both of us. Right. And and Comet was so loud, bro. He was like, I was like, this dude's gonna get us busted because he, he, he he's he could not do it. <laughs> he was so loud. It was like, what the fuck, this dude. And then uh, and that was pretty much. I, I guess at that point. AFX was like you know seeking out other partners, and he was he was. Uh, I didn't really. I wasn't really crazy about the whole throw up thing. I didn't. You know, I wanted to do like some something in between. You know, not not all, all burners or anything like that. But just like I don't know. I had I had this thing about you know making the, the thing look like halfway decent and, and, and filling the piece, and and then the AFX really jumped up. Really jumped on the the whole uh, throw up thing, and I was you know. And I guess I, I kind of like grew out of that shit. So and and that and then I, around that same time, we moved to Brooklyn. My parents moved moved me to Brooklyn. Well, so part I, of Brooklyn, it, where we first moved was to Kensington, which okay. is like Church Avenue, Ditmiss Avenue, that area. Right. Uh, um, what's it called? Uh, Fort Hamilton Parkway on the G oh, and the okay. F line. Right, the, the G, G and the F line, all the way right. on the other side. Right. That's so far. Yeah, so, yeah. But, so like my whole world was changed, but you know, so I'm like I'm 14, 15 now, right? 74, and I, I, I had, I had I already started in high school. I was in like, I was like ninth or tenth grade at, at in um, high school of art and design, and then of course, 
being in art and design, I, I started meeting a lot of writers from all over the city. Right. And, you know, and I was spending more and more time writing, spending the days like where we, you know, in the first two years I was going to school, but later on, you know, I eventually ended up being a truant. But when I was in Brooklyn, when I first moved to Brooklyn, we, um, we, I was see, I was looking, I was walking around the neighborhood just to suss it out to see what you know where where I, I didn't I, you know I didn't know shit about this neighborhood, it's, and I, I I walked into a schoolyard and this is me yeah, just by, by, no no not yet not not that far it was on it was on near Quetelu and 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 Quetelu Beverly Road, Road. yeah in in uh, East Second Street and, right and the, and the schoolyard was covered with graffiti. I was like, right. "Oh shit!" Like there's some and kids the that right here, and, the and it was GND. It was GND, right? So, or there were the guys that would become GND, LP136, who was who would later become Trike, and it was those kids. So, so I got to know those kids, and you know, and they took me to a layup that was an underground yard where you would come in through uh, from above. You know, from the emergency exit on a really right. completely, a, it was a, a completely a, like quiet factory block. Like, so nobody was, it was on the side of the, of, of where the train came out from, from the, the from underground to, to, to the, to the first uh, elevated platform. Right. So, you know, so it was a big ramp because it's, it's right in between where, where the train goes back down underground and then up to the, to the elevated. So okay, that block that, was that, that must have been the twos and fours. No, no, it was the G. No, it was the G. It was G's and and uh, BMT trains, uh, INDs that you that would cha- t- like turn oh, into okay. BMTs. It was right, underground. Going to Coney Island then. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's on the Culver line. So that's where right. the train, the train, the F train comes out through there. Right. And they they would park G's and the G's would become R's and and J's and because they were those those same trains, trains those train right. the longer train cars. And that became the spot. I started going that, that to that tunnel. And there was always three trains, and we could go inside and do the, all the insides, and do the the like you know get a few pieces on the outside. So I w- I started going there like at least three or four times a week, and that's really where I spent most of most most of like my time in Brooklyn spray painting there. And, I mean there in Bowery and and Coney Island Yard. You know, yeah. you're going through through uh, John Dewey and stuff like that. So, yeah. So that's where I did most of my painting, the train paintings, and and then at, and then of course I was still going to high school of art and design and doing like insides and, and uh, you were doing motion tagging. Yeah, a lot of motion tagging. I did a lot of motion tag. Like during the day, we we, we and and you got got to meet a lot of people. I remember. And there was a one time we were on a, on a J train with Flint seven Flint seven oh seven and Poke and all those guys Polka and those guys yeah. from from uh, Bushwick from Bushwick they were, they're all from yeah Bushwick. yeah they all from Bushwick and we, and like we would take over a train we would take over a fucking train like just like excuse me sir and like like during rush hour a fucking tag like while people were sitting down and they, you know they were like oh my god these kids the same shit I did the same thing with with Utura. And Ali and the soul artist one time on the one train until somebody fucking pulled a break. But that's what that you know back then. That's how you met you met other writers and you would like just like go to different neighborhoods 
And it was a big social thing, you know. It was like, oh yeah, you know, it was like, it was, it was, yeah, it was like, like it was a fun thing to do, you know. It, was, it wasn't just like writing; it was, it was, uh, it was social. Did you guys ever cross paths back then? I don't recall uh, crossing paths, no. But I did see the bombs in uh, on the BMTs, not on the ones BMTs. I saw them. Uh, what I mean is by the J, the double L. Yeah, those were my, yeah, the, the, yeah. yeah. The coal miners, I used, to love, I used to love the coal miners, too. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they, they were the last ones to change. Right. In the mid-70s, in the mid they, they started changing to the ding-dongs and everything else. So the coal miners were the last ones, and they pushed them over to the J's and the M's. And the, and the L's, and the L's, the double L's. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I really like those old trains. They, they, they had a lot of character. They did. They, they had the wicker chairs, and they smell funny. And yeah, they had and the fans fan, on the top. The fans, <laughs> like if I could cut your head off with the fans. <laughs> <laughs> I never <laughs> like, got to. Yo, you had to be. Those, I mean, yeah. there was no like real safety features on those trains, bro. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I so I so I wrote I wrote strong for for um for who else was my partner? I, I had I had I, I turned I, I I actually like took Don One to his first layup. Don One who would become like you know iconic yeah. writer. Um, yeah. But I turned on a, a, a few people to 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 writing graffiti. You know, to get did you story. ever join any of the crews that? No, I mean, I, I think I think I I I was I wrote uh, Writers Corner, Soul Artist, The Rebels. But I, I, I was like, fuck that. I want to write my name. I'm freaking time to write these motherfuckers, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I went through the same shit, too. I mean, when it came, would, when it came to tagging other crews, uh, I was down with so many crews that um, it was uh, a free-for-all, meaning yeah, yeah. that, you know, you could tag whatever it was, and it was okay because... Uh, I already knew who was uh, in charge of it, so it didn't make a difference. But if I only you're gonna do three letters for my name, and I'm gonna do three letters for their name, for their crew, that took more time. So uh, sometimes right. I, I, I go without a crew. Yeah, so I, it's pretty much the same thing. We, I, I was like, you know, I mean, that's all well and good, but but I was, all, you know, always pretty independent. I, you know, even I had a, a couple of writing partners and stuff like that, but I, I, I was. So, I, I, so being part of art and design, you knew Inca, you knew uh, Chino Malo. I knew, you know, I knew everybody. I was friends with, with Earl Shasta. He was a cool right, guy. Shasta. Shasta 62, Earl right. saved, saved the children. Um, yeah. I was friends with, with uh, Flint, Robert Janeri Flint. I still yeah, am Flint, friends that, with that, Flint. That. Yeah. No, no, Flint. Yeah, dot, dot, dot. Um, yeah. And I was friends with Tracy. Tracy was, was right. you know, was, was still in art and design then. Me and right. SJK, me and SJK 171 sat together right. in math class. Uh, right. Uh, I, you know, it was, it was like was art and design was. Pink? Yeah, but she's like oh. 10 years younger than me. Uh. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was later. A lot of writers, like Mayor, I think a lot of writers went to, to A and D, but right. our generation was. It was, was on Fifty like, Seventh and Second Avenue. Yes, right on the corner. It took the whole block. It went from Fifty Sixth to Fifty Seventh. 
Right. right, and there was a, there was a Genovese or or Gaston. There was a Lampston. There's Lampston, a Lampston, Lampston across the street. Across the street, right. As soon as you walk in, they had the paint on the bottom of the counter. Right, you right, right. Yeah, because we was <laughs> racking now from it's that a place. Whole food. Yeah, right. Now it's like probably a Whole Foods, food. right? No, yeah. it definitely yep. is. Anyway, but that's where I go vote. <laughs> 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 and then when you walk in, they have a wall dedicated to all the artists that came out of art and design. And there's a huge feature on Lady Pink, and that's how I knew she <coughs> that she went there. Well, she, yeah, she she went there, but um, a lot of people went there. Yeah, um, Shadow went there. Uh, Chris Lee, Spike's younger brother. Yeah, yeah, Chris. Away. Yeah, Chris was a yeah. friend of mine. Aim SSB. Oh, uh, I never got to meet Max. It was Sha no, 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 not not Max. I never got to meet Pusher. He used to Pusher. hang out a lot with Shadow. I didn't. I didn't know that. I, that mean, that might have been my after my time because oh. I got. I was asked to leave in the eleventh grade. I, I, you know, I have basically failed out because I was just. I was all I did was go at that point. I was just writing, writing, writing. So spending my days doing, you know, like just oh, okay. layups and shit, like or, or cutting out of school and just smoking weed and getting high and all the rest of that shit. So I, I kind of, I, you know, I kind of fucked up my eleventh grade. I had that, that's how I ended up at at City as a school. But um, who else was there? There was a there was so many so many like um, good graffiti artists that were like serious, like you know, people that that changed the game. And, and there was a couple of people that were members of the United Graffiti Artists, which is the UGA, which was the first um, professional, like you know, setup where 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 guys were actually doing canvases for. for Shasta and, and was the only one. Shasta and Nova. Shasta, Shasta and no, SJK was was an original member. Right, right. Okay, we talk SJK, Mike One Sixty One, Ray B Nine Fifty Four. Uh, Snake, Stitch, Web, yes, Coco, 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 one forty-four. Who's a friend of mine? You know, he's he's your friend too, right? Re, you're you're friends with Coco. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So, all those guys, you know, like those first, like Coco in particular. Coco had 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 a nasty crown. You know, he was. Yeah. That's the other thing is that that we'll get to the crown thing later, but uh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, well, hey, it's like it's so funny. When, anyway, but we're gonna. <laughs> I mean, we, we all had crowns, right? We, I still have. I still do a crown thing. I, I do too. I do a halo sometimes. Yeah, yeah, halo crown. All that stuff was that was that was part of our uh, our our language. Yeah. Um, but the only the only one that took it to the top was uh, King Rat, and he was from Broadway also. King Rat, right? King Rat. You know what I love about King Rat is is in the faith of graffiti. His he got a red red tag on a tree. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like a spray painted a tree. <laughs> they tagged anything that 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 was worth tagging. And, and yeah. So so where was I? I was thinking I was just thinking about something. But yeah, so so the early the those those first two two or three years of, of tagging were were it was a it was it was a very different experience. It was like a sport, you know. It was very um, adventurous, and we were always, you know, it was 
it was uh, it was like we were going on, on commando missions, you know, like we're gonna we're gonna do this, and it wasn't there was there was plenty of wall space. It wasn't like you know there, there was not a lot of of uh, of clutter. You, you could do you know you can get away with 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 like you know like people wouldn't be suspecting you to be spray painting, you know, right. So, so what happened then? You, you, your parents moved you to Brooklyn. You went to this. Well, yeah. So that was so between seventy one and seventy four, I guess. Late seventy four, I was in the Lower East Side, and and then and that's when I was writing with with uh, you know I, I would eventually meet uh, AFX and and spend a lot of time in in the uh, in in the yards with him, like either Coney Island or um, the Bowery. We did a lot of work. There, one time, yeah, yeah. All, all the tunnels under uh, City Hall. Yeah, yeah, all the tunnels on the City Hall. The yeah. uh, the thing. One time we were we were me and AFX. So AFX was crazy, but he was that dude was was he was he was daring as fuck. You know, he had well, this nobody, Right. He, he would he would go anywhere. So he one one time, uh, him uh, Lee is another one. Lee was 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 is a, a, another amazing like tunnel rat. He, he, you know he just go and explore tunnels. Right. Um. So one time I'm, I'm doing that with AFX in near Prospect Park and in, in on the F line, and he's like he says this let's take the let's go downstairs to the express tunnel. It's it's it was a Saturday and we assumed. That there was no expresses running in the tunnel, mm-hmm. and wouldn't you know it, bro? The fucking I, I start hearing this rumble, right? And I, and I fell into the into the tracks while I, we were running. I fell oh, off no. the catwalk and into the trucks, and I see the fucking light shining around the corner, bro. You know, I fucking <laughs> oh, <my laughs> I picked my yeah, it was fucking scary. But I was with AFX. I. I and there was luckily there was like a, a you know like the, a dead a dead area between the two the, the two tunnels that where you could like a, where you could like stand you know so I, I I got up in time and 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 uh, and we was just well neither one of us expected that train to come and it just came out of nowhere and that was you pretty scary so that shit was scary oh my god yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so, but he was, he was he so was very daring. Besides, no, like we were like, yo, this is this train. is definitely <laughs> not gonna work. It's like after that, we walked, we went back. We were like, fuck this, this, this there ain't no layup in this tunnel. <laughs> so, you, do you think your writing stopped though when you got to Brooklyn? Like, no, no, that's what I'm there? saying is that's when when I started hitting like the, the that underground tunnel with those guys from GND. Oh, that and, was in Brooklyn. Okay, uh, that was in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's when I moved to Brooklyn, and then I, I, uh, I did that for from like seventy, let's say seventy five to at least a year and a half. I, I, I went from seventy four to about the summer of seventy six, and then after that, it just kind of like you know something happened. Something. I, I, I guess I turned seventeen. And I, I, I don't know. I, I just kind of started slowing down because at that point I, I had been writing for for five years. And when you're a kid, that's a long time, you know. Five years is a long, long time. So I started slowing. I didn't, I didn't quit, but I started slowing down. I, I was starting doing more street tags and shit like that. Um, and then I, uh, that's that's when I, I you know, I, I, I was, 
I, I, that summer when I, when I was when I was kicked out of, of school, that's what happened. And at the end of the year in '76, I was asked to to, uh, to to find another school, and that's where I ended up at at uh, City as a School, where I met Basquiat. Nice. So was when he, I was he a graffiti writer? No, he was not or? a graffiti writer. He was he had no graffiti history whatsoever. He he was he kind of came from a slightly sheltered environment, you know. His mother his mother had been you know had had, had some his 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 parents were, were 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 separated. His mother was living in a in a mental institute, and he was came from a very turbulent uh, situation. It was not. It was not a happy home and stuff, and they moved around a lot. And he he was having trouble with schools and stuff like that. But he was he wasn't a social guy. He wasn't a, a he wasn't a, a crew dude. He didn't hang out with other people. He was very much a, like a loner kind of kid, you know. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And he uh, he certainly was not part of graffiti culture, you know. So how did the two of you become friends? We became friends because because uh, we went to a hippie school, right? And and we were like, he, he was Latino, or, or he, I, I, I found out that he was half Puerto Rican. And um, and that right there is enough to bond, for you to bond with, you know? Because we were hanging out. We had similar – we were hanging out with um, – he knew this kid, Peter, who, who lived near, near – City has a school back then was in, in – uh, Brooklyn Heights. Now it's in the in the West Village, but the, that that shit didn't exist back then. I mean, I mean, it was food and Mar- the, It was the the high school of food and maritime. That building where where city as is now. Back when we were, so we we went to school in a brownstone. It was a small school. And everybody knew everybody, you know, because it was like two hundred and fifty students. So we became friends because we we had similar interests. You know, he was he was he was they like we liked the same music. We you know, we was we were both artists. We we wanted to to you know do some creative stuff, and and he was so yeah. He was he was funny too. He was a funny kid. He had some, some a good sense of humor. He was really smart, and uh, and he wanted to he he wanted to do some new adventurous shit. You could see, you know. So I we had he he. I met him at this guy Peter Benedict's uh, house. We used to go up there and smoke weed and drink and shit after school. And he was up there, and I had I had seen him around the school. I was with Chris Lee's a uh, shadow. Yeah, who, uh, yeah, Spike Lee's younger brother. Right. And and we 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 went up there, and 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 this guy was Jean Michel was up there because he knew Peter. From Saint Anne's, apparently he he had gone to Saint Anne's too, which was like a, a kind of a fancy private school in in Brooklyn Heights, and that's how he knew they knew each other. So and he was, and there was a bunch of like graph kids and some skate skater kids up there. And Jean Jean Michel was like, you could see he was kind of uncomfortable. It was like, and that's when I started talking to him because. Like, he was like he he just seemed like like who the fuck are these guys? He 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 wasn't he wasn't hanging and, and chilling like the rest of the dudes. He was looking he was there just for the free weed. <laughs> <laughs> but that but it, that's when we and I had like I said, I had seen him at school. I was like, Oh, I know this guy from I've seen this guy, you know, from, from uh, City S. And that's when we started talking and we became we became friends pretty quickly after that. 
But uh, so, yeah, he was definitely not, had nothing to do with 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 no real street culture other than you know, like not not graffiti, not gangs, none. Just not, he, he was he was like. His father would have fucking you know thrown like thrown him out of a window. He, he had a very strict father, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I, I I know that so much of this information is out there, but if we could just do a, briefly how Samo came to be and how you guys became the cultural phenomenon that you are. So 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 okay so 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 I, this was already I had already no, known Jean for like a year and a half, right? Later. This was yeah. This didn't happen immediately. This was like we, me and Jean, spent the like from '76, the the fall into the into the next year, like hanging out. We became friends, and, and you know, fucking, we became. I'm losing you. What's that? Hello. Yeah. We're here. Okay, I'm sorry. It's all right. So. So yeah, so we had already been friends for for over a year when the whole same old thing came around. We we were just using the expression same old same old uh, to mostly the, the, the famous account is that we used to go we used to hang out with this girl Elizabeth de la Madrid and her parents had a they they, they all lived in a loft on somewhere in Tribeca and and, and we would all go up there and smoke weed. And we thought it was kind of fun at first because it was like these grown-ups, you know. And we're like, we're, you know, teenagers. And we're like, oh, they, they like to smoke weed. That's kind of cool. That's kind of novel, right? So, but it became really like played out really quickly. So we started referring to going to her house as doing the same old. And that's, and that's where that came from. But it didn't mean, it, by the time it became a graffiti uh thing it didn't mean that anymore because it was uh it had morphed it jean-michel wrote we i mean by one of the things we had done in the in the year and a half that we had been in school and become friends together we did a lot of stuff we got into a lot of mischief we did all kinds of shit in, the, in that in that time but one of the things we did was we, we got it we, we we started up a uh, a school newspaper and in this particular, it was January of of 1978, where we did a we put out a, an issue of the school newspaper, and we did all these stories about like cults and religion and stuff. And Jean Michel wrote this really funny account, like a uh, uh, like a, a short story about a guy who sold religions. So and it was like the religion of the day was he named it Samo because because everybody all our friends were, were using that word. And so it no longer meant same old same old. Now it was the name of a religion. Same old as a religion. Got it. Yeah. So that was the name of, of this made up religion. And then we, I, I did, I did a, I did a pamphlet with like six, six of the drawings were mine and two of the drawings were Jones of people. It was a, it was like testimonials, people who had experienced same old, and they were, <laughs> yeah, and they were like, like they were like telling how they how same old changed their life. So we printed up a bunch of copies of them. This was also in the in the newspaper. But we we took the the pamphlet and we we started handing them out on the street. Like, 
<laughs> and we thought it was fun. Did you ever see any Samos and and maybe think to yourself like, what is this about? Who's Samo? Like, what? No, is no, this? no. We made this shit up. What do you mean? <laughs> no, not you, Reed. Oh. No, no, no. In '78, I was uh, already uh, out of the picture and and into uh, diapers and stuff like that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah, no, no. This is in all downtown too. That's the other thing. Is like, it, like Jean Michel. I think he exaggerated in one article and said that he was all over the the D train. That's that's that never really happened. Maybe he hit it <laughs> once or twice. But that shit. It was mostly it was mostly on the street, and it was mostly downtown. It was like Chinatown, Soho, the West Village, Tribeca, um, the East Village. All in that, in that, that like that, the, that lower corner of Manhattan. That's and it was around, you know, St. Mark's, um, Canal Street, all, all over. But but it wasn't like we didn't we didn't we weren't we weren't. First of all, it wasn't like like graph culture. It wasn't graffiti for other graffiti artists. We were trying to do it so that like like grown ups would read the shit, you know. And that's what that's really what. Which was it was a, a new a new target, and it was not, and we didn't want it to look like 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 stylized graffiti. That's why the letters were so so simple and stuff like that. And were you still writing graffiti at the same? Every time? now and then, every now and then, but not so much. I, at that point, I I, I became I kind of changed gears and and, and started doing this because it it became like a a fun thing. You know, it was kind of like it was it was. A little bit it was influenced by 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 Flint dot dot dot. That's why right. I. That's where my. That's where my obvious influence comes in. I knew Flint. I I knew that this that that, that Flint had been doing these slogans, you know, like with with a, after an ellipsis, which is the dot dot dot. Yeah. And that's what they used. There, right. I introduced that as a format for us to work with. You know, I said, like, "Yo, we can." I believe Jean Michel threw the copyright on there because that seems like exactly like something he would have added. And then we just started playing with 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 language, you know, saying same was this, same was that, as an alternative to this, as an end to that, and we just came like, you know, with a couple of stoned out like creative kids. Every day you come up with some new ones, and that's and that's how it developed and and, and moved along. And then, there was never a crown, you know, the Basquiat crown. This is I wanted to get to the crown. Yeah, the crown. He didn't. He, I, I'm sure he would. He would be the first one to admit that he did not invent the. People have. I, I got. I got. I got like DMs from people like in Spain saying, "Oh, someone is using the crown." I'm like, "Oh, I do." The fucking crown's been around forever. I mean, fucking, you know, it's like how many graffiti artists have a crown? But the only one that, that anyone seems to recognize is Jean Michel. Like, oh, he fucking invented a three-pointed crown. I mean, it's funny because people get so like in the in his defense, it's like they get butt hurt when they find out that I, that that it wasn't just him that wrote Samo. That that you know, some people. You know, in the beginning, when I first first started uh, um, posting them in social media, like I remember, one girl was like, "Why are you writing Jean Michel's tag?" You should be. She was. Ba- I mean, you could hear the tears in her post. It was like she was really offended, and she and then, and then at some point she goes, 
I met Pat Field. I know. It was like some crazy. I mean, seriously. <laughs> See, wow. I swear to you, I, it was insane. But I, but I've gotten a lot of these people, and they just, they, it's like they get, they get very, they, they get very like you ruffle their feathers when they find out what, what the actual truth was. That's the thing about. But it, it's right? there's so many interviews where Jean Michel is like, I, you know, he'll see, he says that it was a different kind of graffiti. I wasn't a graffiti writer. It's like, it's not that he ever denied it. You know? Keep going. I'm sorry. He never Why denied do you think it. That he became so famous. And I don't know. It's hard. I don't want to like insult you in any way, but why do you? Why do you think he blew up the way that he did? Because he wanted to, and that was what his his motivating factor for living was. That's why. So Some people did, want like, to be famous, cool. and that's. I mean, if you become if you become well known because of it's because you know, for what you do, it's one thing. But he was he was like he was like deliberate about wanting to become famous. It was like a it was a driving force. You know, it's not Do you think you it ever like bothers you though when someone tries to tell you about him and you're like, you didn't even know him. I knew him. He was my friend. Well I just ignore them for the most part. Or you know, it's like I don't I don't it's at this point in my life I, that that conversation generally I mean yeah it'll happen every now and then but it's like it's like, what are you talking about? Like, did you, you know? But yeah, there are people like that. They will try to tell you, you know, they'll try to tell you who you are. You know, it's just insane. So. <laughs> but that's just, but that, but that kind of conversation is generally is not worth much, you know, because that 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 sort of an opinion is just like it really isn't worth much. It's like, you know, it, it's so like. <laughs> so I don't take it that serious, you know, because it's just. It's not, it's not, there's no real value in that, you know? Yeah. I think that would, to a certain degree, drive me nuts. Like people telling well, you me get, my you know, history. You, you get used to it and you get to know how to navigate and not allow that to even occur as, as much as you can. Because you know, right. because you, you know, when, when there's like a, like a, a real herb coming, you know, like you can smell it like a half a mile away. You're like, oh, you know. I think I we see. had this conversation briefly about, Madonna and how like she would always tell the story about JMB and like her dating him and he painted over her paintings black and you you had mentioned how she was just always everywhere sort of like a culture vulture to, to a certain degree but 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 um they weren't together that long either so they so that that, that becomes like this this like you know this that's this like my point she like mythical she, thing that yeah, that's like yeah. bigger than than what it actually ever was. But it's that's like the, the way stories are told. To Esther, and and I couldn't go to the Kabbalah Center anymore because Madonna was there, and I'm like, she's not even Jewish, dude. Like she's Esther, happened? huh? She was <laughs> <laughs> Esther. Oh my god! Daughter of Sarah. She she really did. She does that. She's Fucking going through every incarnation of like whatever's popular. You know, if it's Keith Haring or Jean Michel or. I know, but you know, know, it's it's like it's it's, but it's but what happens is, yeah, these 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 figures that that people have no clue, and the, they the, the people who there's people who emulate and 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 defend these characters, and those are the people who would not have been given the time of day by these people. They're like, right. fuck away from me, you know. So, so, that, so yeah. tell us then, like, what happens? So you you guys graduate. 
high school. No, he, high he never graduated. I graduated. He he uh he had he got kicked out of school about two months before graduation time because he got caught having sex with this girl in a, in one of the offices in in, in the brownstone. So uh, it was a big scandal. Yeah, it was a fucking big scandal because I believe uh, the principal Fred was friends with the parents of the girl. So oh it was God, fucking it Yeah, it was like no, you're not going to get it and he had already been in trouble a few times like for, <laughs> So this was it. And, and it was a fucking over, man. I graduated I, by the skin of my teeth. I fucking graduated. And and at my graduation ceremony, Jean-Michel uh, with the help of, of of a few of us had uh was was able to to pie the principal from behind, from the he, we, we managed to get him behind the 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 the, uh, the podium, behind the curtain with a fucking pie, and he and he put pulled his hand right through the curtain. There was a fucking seam in the curtain right where where the the principal was standing, and he pied him from behind. So it was the grand finale of the fucking yeah, because the, the the dude was going on one of those speeches way too long, way too long, and he just. Bah! So it was pretty brilliant, actually. And after that, after that, he, he was never no. So Jean Michel dropped out of high school. So where did he go after diploma. high school? Were you still doing art with him, or were you going? No, I, after well, this is what happened. It, it, that that was in '78. So we continued to do same old till about till early '79, which is after that the. the uh, so we had done the he he had okay so so it's about it's a it's like it's it's October October of seventy eight and we've been doing SAMO for a little less than a year but we got a lot of attention for it because like I said we weren't we weren't it wasn't it wasn't um, directed at, at the graffiti community it was for adults and it was for the art world and we put it it was site appropriate etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So we by that time we got pretty good at it. We knew it sort of had an idea what we were doing. And we were approached by first it was by the Soho Weekly News. There was one of the editors was Stephen Sabin, who who uh, was a pretty well known writer for the for the for the uh, Soho Weekly News. And we had kinda done this cat and mouse sending sending these pictures and, and cryptic messages to the to the newspaper, kind of saying that Kind of leading on to to them that we were gonna do, we were gonna come out and do an interview with them. But at the same time, Jean Michel had somehow gotten in touch with this guy, or had met up with this guy Philip Fafflick, who worked for the Village Voice, who was a, a contributing yeah. contributing writer, and, and he offered a hundred dollars to pay us fifty dollars a piece for a for the interview. Inter for a full-on full on interview. And right. then I was like, I don't know about that. Because if, if we do that, then Samuel's going to be dead. Because it's going to be over. It's going to be finished. And he was like, no, 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 no. So he, this, was, this was the first, the first um, where, where Jean-Michel shows that he really, really uh, wants to become famous. You know, he, and, and this is on a very local level. Because... Like, because you get an article written in the Village Voice does not make you fucking world famous, right? But no. to a couple of teenagers, you know, especially to Jean-Michel, because he wanted to do it, and I got into a whole big thing with him. I was like, I don't want to fucking do it. I don't want to. 
I don't want to, you know, I want this to remain anonymous. Otherwise, it's going to be over. Once everybody knows who we are, we can't. There's no point in doing it anymore. From the way I saw it, but eventually, we, you know, he, he talked me into it. And after that, it was like, you know, we started having a lot of static on some other shit with girl stuff, with this and that and the other thing. And he got very distrusting and and uh, and he just basically had, you know, he was grow- growing up and, and wanted to become a, a famous artist. And he was doing he was doing what, what he was going to do to do it. And by early 79, we had, you know, kind of parted ways. So. So that was that, and then I started. I know I'm from the during the '80s. I played music. I was part of the New York downtown like no wave music scene. I was playing with bands, and and I did that till probably I dad and and I worked. You know, I, I, I was just, just trying to make a living. So I was a bike messenger. I, I I worked in restaurants, and finally I got a I got a tr- I started learning a trade, and and, and like when I was twenty twenty one, in like eighty eighty one as a carpenter and I, and that's what I did during the during the 80s for the 80s and 90s I, I worked in construction for most of my life and and Jean and that and I traveled I traveled a lot I would I would I would make a bunch of money right in, in, like in construction like I fucking have a, a mattress full of 100 dollar bills and I would just go to like Costa Rica or Peru or fucking you know well I went I traveled to Mexico like five times I traveled around the Americas during the Oh, to good the for jungle you. doing Honestly, this. Good for you. And that's what I fucking did while everybody's going you to Mr. going to Mr. Chow's and going to the clubs and shit like that. I was I mean, I did the clubs, you know, like the mud club when I was a little younger. So I was that's what I was doing. I was, you know. And then came the nineties came and, and you know, and then drugs and, and alcohol kind of took, you know, took took over. So that that was a kind of a dark period for you know for a while, and then. Uh, but and I'm then glad I, you're you know you're sober yeah. now. And you're yeah, I've been, yeah, been, been doing you know I've been straight straight going on eleven years. Uh, in, in, That's good. But oh, I, congratulations. But it, yeah. So so yeah so after all that dark shit I I you know when I when I got my life together I started to uh, to do the the. I, now I started getting back back in, into into art, yeah, and, yeah. and doing but you know. Tell, mess- us about, tell us about what the wet paint and the show. Right, so that that out. happened that happened about two thousand and nine. So yeah, let me take a break for a second. Let me get some water. Um, two thousand and nine. You know, I'm like trying to like figure out what to what to do with my life now that that I'm I've changed my daily habits. <laughs> So I started collecting those wet paint signs and uh, and cutting them up. I would, I would get, get like you know like ten of the signs at once and cut them up and try to make anagrams, play like like Scrabble with them, basically, right? And I did that, and I started, and then I started putting, you know, I, I tape them back together, my my anagram, wet paint signs. And make these kind of, I, you know, I did them. I did them for about a year and a half, I think. I don't know, maybe two, two or three years. Yeah, that maybe a couple of years. And but they started sounding like, like, um, like tongue twisters, tongue twisters, because they they were. Uh, this is like from 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 twenty eleven to about twenty, so three years, twenty eleven to about twenty fourteen, when, when I. 
I, um, I I started getting a little tired of, of the of the seven letter thing because wet paint only has seven letters. Well, and you, you, if so you the, turn, the liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> no, the reason so, you mentioned seven letters, I used to tell my employees, "Listen, uh, seven letters, you know, and that that liquor." So they used to go to the liquor store for me. <laughs> seven letters. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. So um. So yeah, so then I started working with uh, with with I met this girl Jilly Ballistic who was doing these uh, these these gas mask uh, images from World War Two, World War One, yeah. and we wanted to do something together. I met her at a, up to a friend of mine, a filmmaker, and and wanted to do some kind of street art thing, and we started working together where she would come up with an image, and I would put a, a caption to it. But because of because of the wet paint sign didn't have enough letters in it, I immediately said, "All right, I'm going to start using the subway letters. Those those signs that they put up for uh, a service change alert, you know, like the R, the L, the, the single letters. So I started just grabbing those signs and cutting them up and adding them to the wet paint sign because I figured, well, it's all from the subway, so it's kind of a part of a of a of a strange it's alphabet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a theme. So that's where that started. And it's just, you know, it's progressed. And, and you know, me and Jilly were still, and this is years ago. We started, like, we did our first collab in 2014. And it's, that's, uh, that's uh, uh, seven years ago, right? Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's just progressed more and more. And then I just became like this thing where, you know, it's my, it becomes like my, my, my own personal language, you know, because it's not a full alphabet. It's a constrained alphabet. There's 22 letters and not, not all of them are. I mean, this, I, I think I have A, E, I, O. I do have, I have all, uh, all the vowels except for Y. So that's a that's a very but I don't the, the vowels I, I I have a U and a O because I use the the don't the the no reentry sign as a O and the turnaround U as a U. So oh, I use so all the icons. I use all the icons. Yeah, it, remind me to never play you in Scrabble because I feel like I will lose. No, no, no. But this <laughs> but there's a whole other strategy to playing Scrabble, right? doing like the four point box with like three letter words and shit like that. So <laughs> I just feel like you would have an advantage. But I do, but I do, I do fucking play with words a lot. So and yeah. so you know, in a sense, okay. So the whole thing was that was, and I think kind of skipped over that part. The whole thing was that it was still it was an extension to the same old thing, because I mean yeah the other thing is that I, I also brought in, to, in 2016 I, during the whole wet paint thing I I, I started re and, and we're gonna get get into that before before we, we uh, end but anyway so so it was it was all about more messages I just wanted to do messages and that's really. That's kind of like the the motivating uh, the reason I've I've always done this post bomb one stuff was to do to say something you know to say something besides just tagging my name I just want to for me it, it's not I'm not saying that that's you know that's that's the the uh, the only thing that graffiti is supposed to do but for me in my per in my particular case 
that's what I felt, you know, was, was more important was, was, was to have some sort of message, you know? And at first it was kind of a, a spoof on prey and you know, one of those like quasi religious things, you know, where you're like, what, you know, what is this? So, so yeah, so it's, it's all about, you know, for me, it's all about making these, uh, these messages uh, a la subway, a la the street, a la, you know, post graffiti. So it's all related to, to, in a sense to, to, uh, but was it profitable for you? It has been, yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I actually make a living from it now. So there um, you go. That's it's wonderful. But, uh, if it's working for you, there's no need to change it. So it's a no, wonderful thing. Yeah, it is. It's actually pretty cool. But uh, it, like, so all right. So so at, at one point, it was, it was like in 2016 when Trump got elected. Ugh. I. Uh, I wanted to like I was like I, I have to do some messages that that are going to require the whole fucking alphabet. So, so that and between that and like I said, I was sick of like those you know like the 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 these this misinformation that that this this like fallacy that was created around Samo and how it seemed to only be Jean Michel. So. Yeah. And that, and and for legal reasons as well, for 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 reowning it, so that you know, because like the estate was trying to use it, and all this other shit, the Basque estate. So it was really, it was my obligation to like reown it, you know, like say, you know, fuck all of you people, and this is the true story. You guys need to know how this went down. This is like, you know. It's like you were saying. It's like here, like being in the being a fly on the wall, listening to people tell the fucking backwards story that never happened of, of something, you know. Yeah. Meanwhile, right. it's, your, it's part of your life, you know. Exactly. And there's, that, 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 I cannot, I have zero tolerance for that. I can't sit around and listen to somebody say, you know, yeah, and then it, it's just, it's insane. It's fucking nuts to, to, to hear, like, things that never happened being, you know, being proliferated as some sort of fact, you know. It's just not, it's, it's not acceptable. Anyway, so that's one of the reasons I did, you know, I did, tw- and I started doing the same olds in 2016. So by 2019, I, I finally, they, the fucking MTA was like, um, I, you know, the Vandal Squad was looking for me. They, 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 uh, they told the workers to keep an eye out for me in the MTA, and I got popped. I got, I got somebody, some a woman maintenance. She had uh, she, she she came by a, a, a fresh Samo tag. This was great. She came by a friend, a Jamaican woman. She comes by a fresh Samo tag. She touches it, and she goes, "This was you. You're the guy who's writing all this shit." And she fucking started. She started quoting Samos. It was fucking crazy. She goes, "You're the one that wrote that shit about people, uh, people looking at their phones instead of, of noticing that you're writing on the wall." <laughs> I said, oh shit, she's fucking, she's on, she's fucking on. So I, I immediately let me, I was with my girl, I was with Mariah, my, my girlfriend, and we left, it was fucking, it was, it was January, it was cold as fuck. And we walked back out and like had to walk a bunch of, I just kept walking because she, she was trying to take pictures of me. So let me tell you that within a month, I remember because Dave Navarro was down in the basement and we're signing prints. And and I had a, another guy. I was my the guy I do silkscreen with uh, Brian was there, 
But so that's the three of us. And I get a fucking phone call from the Vandal Squad telling oh, me, wow. yeah, yeah. And I was like, is this a prank call? And like, oh, but it was, it turned out to be real. I had to, I, I, I was on my way to, to my, my, uh, to see my parents in Puerto Rico the next week. So I never, I, I told him, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll go to the precinct. And I was like, fuck that. I ain't going to no precinct. So it's what turned away. It could have been a DAT. They, they would have given me a DAT, but I didn't believe them. And by the time I got back, I, I got, and I had blocked the phone number and they called me on a different, <laughs> on a different phone. And he goes, well, now we have a warrant. And I was like, oh shit, I fucked up. So I had to go to the to the to the local precinct here, and they cuffed me, and they and I had a, a criminal lawyer because it was a criminal charge, and it cost me three and a half fucking grand. But I was in and out of the system in, in eight and a half hours. It That's good. Money. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I, believe me, I've been I've been to Rikers Island three fucking times. I know what I know what what being in the system is, um, but. So so that was it, and then after that, I was like, "Well, there's my." But and what's funny is that, like a week before I got arrested, well, I, I had to give myself up, right? So, but before that, I I had I had been given some some like like certificate. <laughs> I was given a certificate from the borough president of Brooklyn and from De Blasio. For for contributing to to, to New York uh, culture, and, the, oh <laughs> and then they fucking locked me, <laughs> which was fucking. Oh, this is a chain reaction. This is exactly what I was trying to do with the fucking like trying to get same old like the whole story clarified because it was very yeah. instrumental. At the same time, like so, I get I get the I get the the uh, the. Uh, the citations from, from the city, I get a, a warrant from the fucking vandal squad. The judge is like, get out of here. I don't want to see you. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Oh, and then they had added onto the, when the judge is looking at the, at the, uh, at the charges and she goes, Oh, what's this? A, an order of protection. So the, the lady that, that, that had, but that, that had snitched on me asked for an order of protection. <laughs> <laughs> she thought that I was gonna come and push you down a fucking flight of stairs for fucking snitching me out or something. I never saw her again. She probably got like a they gave her a, a desk job or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but the best part is this after all that shit happens, I got contacted by none other than the Wall Street Journal. And they did a Good. feature on the whole fucking on the, the whole they said this shit is crazy. So it was just great. So that I got a, a, a big ass article in the Wall Street Journal after all that shit. And all it was really was three and a half grand in lawyer fees and eight and a half hours in the in fucking Brooklyn uh a hundred one hundred skirmong. Have you ever been there? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so you know, yeah. So yeah, so that was it. But that was like the that was the, the big my big uh finale with the same old graffiti. So it, I had a two and a half year run, which was not bad, right? Oh. Without without any kind, of, I I did like I did a, a close to four hundred samos, and I posted them wow. all, all. Yeah, but they were all post post nineteen seventy eight, and strictly all. Well, most of them were, were all Aldia samos, so that 
What I was trying with the, the the point was that I wanted to show the, a new generation that had no fucking clue. They thought Samo was was Jean Michel's nickname or something, you know. So I wanted them to see what a Samo was, so that they understand what that that story, history is, you know. Because all they do, they they just think of a, of a fucking of a crown and say, "Oh, Samo, yeah, crown, <laughs> dreadlocks, guy with dreadlocks, crown, Samo." You know, these fucking, like, sound bites, you know? People, it's like, can you tell me a whole fucking story besides, like, you know, like, the, it's like a kid drawing a son, a stick figure in a house, you know, with some smoke coming out. It's like this. <laughs> the fucking lack of understanding is fucking, you know, I, I just, I can't, I have, like, very little tolerance for stupidity. So that's. So that's tell, us, tell us what's coming up at Howell. We want to hear about how. So how I have a show coming up and it's opening April 23rd and it is the biggest show of mine to date. It's uh, five different mediums that I'm you know, doing. It's all stuff that that's somehow um, Samo and, uh, and my text work related. It's, uh, it's, it's fun. It's visually stimulating. It's there's some color, there's some big shapes, there's uh, there's some sculpture in it, and some old photographs of me and Jean Michel being same, um, which I I did gel transfers onto some tiles. Right and, now. and when is this show taking place and location? It's gonna it's it it's at number six East First Street. It's called Howl Arts, and it's gonna run from April and through May, and hopefully to uh, into the first week of June, hopefully. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Congrats. So, yeah. So it's been a hell of a journey, but, you know, and it's like, yeah, um, there's, there's always going to be that associate. This is the other thing that I get to, 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 to chime in on your comment, um, Allison, about the, uh, about that whole, like the Basquiat thing. So it, it, yeah, it's tire It's tiresome, but, that that becomes because he's such a famous person and such a you know like iconic this you know and probably under under misunderstood you know people don't don't really know the story they just see him as, as this kind of bigger than life figure but it, they they make that immediate association so that's that's kind of like you can't really shake that so you got to kind of make it work for you. Right. So otherwise, otherwise, I mean, forget it because that's 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 kind of you know that's it's it's stuck. But um, do you think he would yeah. be proud of you right now? I think he would. He'd be you know he'd be happy that that I you know at this point you know because that he might he might also have regretted some of the things he did in the past. You know, I think he did towards the end. I really think that Jean Michel was 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 uh, was starting to question his own like. You know, where, what have I done? Where, where have I ended up? I know that he was feeling really empty. He's, he mentioned to a couple of people, I don't have no friends. You know? People I know, you know. People, he's, he did, he, he actually said that, you know, to like like people from our circle, I have no friends. And, and he, uh, you can hear in some of the, his, the later interviews, he's like, you know, trying to, he's trying to express some sort of, although he had a very hard time doing that. Is to admit that any, you know, remember he was 27 when he died. So you're gonna have this arrogance that that's like almost child childlike, like you know, like um, yeah, but like you don't want to admit. 
you don't want to admit when you're wrong, you know? And and that's part of fucking growing up is being able to admit when you fucked up, you know? Yeah, but they, they, they did take advantage of his artwork and himself because for him being a, a lonely person, they were just taking his art and, and buying it for dirt cheap and selling it high. Well, yeah, selling it now for very high. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. Jean-Michel didn't take good care of himself, you know? No, he didn't. So, so that's, you know... He took it. He took it. To, you know, no, he was. You know, he had like a thousand dollar a day dope habit. You know, and, right? And, yeah, and and that's what happens. And it's you know, I know because I I was a heroin addict for nineteen fucking years. You know, I'm I'm alive by some fucking miracle. Somebody, some for some reason, I don't know why. But, um, Maybe I mean, but I was I wasn't I wasn't a, a you could you could, you deliver to my house type dope fiend. I was a fucking burglar. And a fucking street. I was, I, I, I was in the every every homeless fucking filth. Uh, what do you call it? Homeless shelter in New York City and and in California, you know. So I'm a bicoastal bum, you know. I mean, like I said, I kick, I kick, I kick Rikers. I kick dope in Rikers twice, you know. Twice, and, and I'm very proud of you of what you did. Honestly, thank you. But it's not. It was my, my experience yeah. was very different. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a comfortable uh, heroin addiction. <laughs> yeah, his addiction was. I mean, they were just buying his art with that shit, and and yeah. Well, that's one. No, I'm not saying that that I that that you know. But but it was he he was uh he was you know he 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 had a home. He had a home. Of time. course, he had a home. Of course, they they wanted him. In a home because of course it, yeah, manipulated. yeah exactly right. so and and that's and I think he he started to, to realize that towards the end and, and I think he was very you know kind of pissed at himself I mean, right I that's what I, I want to believe and I think but I do believe that I mean like when I speak to certain certain friends of ours who, who tell me these things like he said I'm all alone and stuff like that it seems like uh, like he really did feel like he had, he had been taken advantage of, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Well, honestly, I'm happy about your show. Uh, I'm gonna try my best to make it out there. You can yeah. count me in. I'm hoping that you know that <laughs> this COVID thing, you know, goes a little easier on your show. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, I think we're, it's starting to 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 clear up, and there's definitely a lot of events happening. All the museums are open, so you know if if you take like precaution and and do like the Eventbrite thing where where you use you know they're only allowing a certain amount of people to come in. Yeah. I think it's going to be fine because, like I said, all the museums are open, so there's no reason to to not do that. And and Hal does want to do some like public stuff, you know. It so is not I just have one last question before you before we wrap this up. Will Bomb One ever make a reappearance? It's it always does. I fucking still tag Bomb One. Why no, should I'm be saying that? Okay, because Rhea and I are planning the next Golden Gauntlet graffiti battle. And oh, cool! If you want, there's definitely room for you on the roster. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, yeah. I'd like a yeah. lot of a lot of people that I know. Like, if I don't know the last the last time I saw. I think, well, God bless uh, our our 
deceased friend, um, Nick Seven Hundred Seven. But I saw him. Yeah. I think I saw a bunch of other people I knew up, up there, though, like from the earlier dudes, like Snake or, or somebody. Yeah, yeah Snake. Yeah. Right, Snake. Snake is an old friend of mine. Eddie's an old friend of mine. You know? Yeah, me yeah. and Eddie ce- celebrated our birthdays there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were- <laughs> excellent, excellent. But yeah, that, that yeah, would I mean, be ideal. It would be wonderful. I'd love to do that. Awesome. Do you have any shout outs you want to give before we wrap? I just up? want to give a shout out to the entire New York City graffiti culture, you know, because there's too many individuals yeah. and it's like it's massive. But like, you know, it's particularly the, you know, the first and second generation writers who are like personal friends of mine. Thank yes. you. And but everybody else, too. I mean, you know, because, it, you know, like when we were doing it, right. When we were kids. We we're fucking 12 and 14-year-old kids. We weren't thinking, yo, this is going to be big, bro. We're going to be fucking real. <laughs> Take the fuck out no. of You know, when you're in the moment, when you're doing something and, and and you're just doing it for the love and the passion, you're not thinking about, yo, I'm going to be I'm going to be a success at this or I'm, or I'm going to be a failure for that matter. You're just doing it, you know? All right. That's it. That's all we did. Doing it and doing it and doing it. Right. <laughs> and then doing it some more. Right. <laughs> oh, I have a new clip of Rhea I'm going to have to use in my next interview. <laughs> <laughs> doing it and doing it. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, thank you both so much. This has actually been so much fun. I think everyone's going to love to to listen. All right, to this this week, thank you for Dave. Yeah, I, I'm glad we we got to talk about all this stuff. Yeah, thank you, Ree, for joining us. Thank you, Al, for accepting me. Thank you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Yo, one time, one time, one time we were we were I was with uh, Ree and FDT and Clyde and Snake <laughs> and a bunch of us, and we were at Eddie's uh, uh, barbecue, right. And fucking redid my outline for me. <laughs> it's like, yo, you got to steady him. <laughs> he does that. He does that for Thank people, you. huh? Right, came out nice, right? <laughs> I always have to finish everyone's pieces. It's true. He's got the hand. He's got the hand. He does. <laughs> Thank you. I look forward to seeing the two of you at the next gauntlet and then also at your show. Um, thank you guys again. And that's a wrap. All right. Thank All right. Enjoy your evening, guys. That was totally enjoyable. Thanks again. Definitely. Thank you. I want to give a special shout out to my friends over Bowers. down with So when they do that, they reach out to So go out there and get some fucking do something. Next question. Knowledge will be uncapped. I'm double knowledge.